Before we get started, I have an important message. If you're on Medicare or about to be, you don't want to go it alone. And you don't want to just call the first guy who sends you a postcard. My husband did that, and he wound up with some bad advice that costs us a penalty each month that will never go away. So what can you do? Contact one of our member experts by going to certifiedmedicareagents.com and searching your state for an agent. You'll be able to look through our member agents and read about them. Then you can reach out to the agent or broker you select directly through the site. Now, one thing you should know is other sites who do this sell your information to 15 or more agents so you can get hundreds of unwanted phone calls. Not so with CertifiedMedicareAgents.com. You'll only be contacted by one agent, and if there is a problem, I may personally reach out to you, but generally you will only hear from the one agent you select. So head on over there right now before you forget and find a qualified and certified agent that can help you today. Now, let's start our program. Hi there, this is Kathy from Rock Your Retirement. I've been featured on other podcasts over the years, so I thought I'd let you have a listen. It will give you an opportunity to hear other shows that might interest you. Enjoy! One of the challenges of early retirement is finding affordable health insurance. Enter HealthShares, a more cost-effective option for some. Kathy Klein of Rock Your Retirement joins Roy and I to break down what a health share is, who might be interested, and what a health share is not. Kathy then joins us for our beer segment. A self-described craft beer newbie who is comfortable with standard light lagers, Roy and I take Kathy out of her comfort zone with Stone Brewing's go-to session IPA. Welcome to the Retire Hobby Podcast with Ted Carr and Roy Weinberg. Before we join Kathy, I have a brief programming note. In order to maintain Retire Hoppy's craft beer standards, I had to beep out certain words from the beer segment. Hi, Kathy. I want to welcome you to the Retire Hoppy podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Roy Weinberg. Hi, Roy. Hi, Ted. Thanks for having me on the show. Kathy, can you um, tell us a little bit about yourself for those of you who are uh, not familiar with you and your awesome website, Rock Your Retirement? Well, I am a semi-retired financial advisor. I was a financial advisor for 25 years, and I mostly retired. I retained a few a few clients, but I don't take on new clients. And I started a show called Rock Your Retirement. And basically, that show talks about the non-financial issues of retirement. And I've been doing that since 2016 and having a grand old time. In our episode with Steve from Think Save Retire, he said, well, we use what's called a health share. I wanted to go deeper into health shares, and I thought of you because you have an insurance background. We'll start in with what is a health share ministry? I do sell Medicare insurance, so that's sort of my background on health insurance. A couple years ago, I actually looked into a um, health share ministry for myself. There's not a lot of them because I think... They had to be in business before 1999. 
And I looked into it. And I was seriously considering it. What I do know about health shares is that you have to be a Christian and they make you sign a document saying that you're going to live to Christian standards. It depends on what you're asking, what Christian standards are, right? There's a lot of different varieties of Christianity out there. Exactly. And so you'd have to look at the document that they're asking you to sign to make sure that you can actually do that. Let's say that you had an extramarital affair and you wound up with an STD. Well, that's not going to be covered. What do you two uh, health share? The health care sharing ministries are not insurance. They have different rules than insurance does. So, for example, my I have a condition called dystonia. And what that means is, is every three months I have to go to a neurologist to get Botox. That neurology appointment would not be covered. I didn't look into Liberty. I was looking at the largest one, I believe, in the nation is called MediShare. They have about 250,000 people in their group. And I think the total in the United States for these sharing ministries is about 500,000. So when I was looking, I wanted to use one that was big. You know, I want to make sure that they weren't going to go out of business, right? But the fact that my neurology appointments wasn't going to be covered was, you know, was kind of a block for me. And then also I have high cholesterol. So I wasn't 100% sure that if I had a heart attack that it wouldn't be covered. (laughs) But, you know, life is a pre-existing condition. Well, when you're younger, you don't have them, right? So it's... Right. Well, you think about Steve. He's 30-something. Right. So he's like, yeah, we're healthy. We're looking for affordable insurance. This makes a lot of sense because the price comparison between like we get through the exchange and a health share, it's, it's huge. They're not health insurance. You pay a certain amount each month, similar to a premium, but in this parlance is called a sharing amount. You have an unshared amount or personal responsibility for you can use the HSM to help pay your bills just like a deductible. There are maximum eligibility amounts that determine how much money you can request for individual expenses. HSMs have an additional sharing option that let you contribute money, usually directly, to other members once they've reached the summit to help them with uncovered costs. That's right. So this is how it was going to work when I was looking into it. So I would pay, I think it was, it was around $300 a month for me, and I currently pay around $500. So it was going to be a significant savings. And then you got to pick the deductibles, which were also significantly less than the deductible that I have now. I'm like, okay, well, this looks really good. And I'm, I happen to be a Christian and I try to live Christian values, you know, but I'm not perfect. It's my experience that not one person alive is perfect. So I was looking into it and basically how it works is like this, Ted. Let's say all three of us, Roy, Ted, and I, were all on this sharing plan. And then we've all met our deductibles. And then let's say my $300 a month is going to go towards my insurance. But I can take that $300 and I can put it towards Ted's sleep apnea. Because every month that my bills are more than what I'm spending, my name, my actual name goes out to 250,000 members, I guess. And then those members have to decide whether or not they're going to pay my individual bill. That's like crowdsourcing almost. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. I don't know that I want my name going out to 250,000 people saying, 
I had a heart attack and I need help with the bills. You're not on any healthcare sharing ministry at all then? No, I'm not. No, I have a regular HMO plan. If you're paying a lot of money for private insurance, health share is worth looking into if you're if you're relatively young and you're healthy, you don't have a pre-existing condition. And you can uh, sign up for all of the different requirements when it comes to your values and your religion. And... That's right. You have to live by their standards. So let's say you're a Christian, but you go to a party and you have one too many drinks and you get into an accident, your bills are not going to be covered. So if you can live to the standards of the Bible, I mean, not all Christians live to the Bible, right? And so just because you call yourself a Christian doesn't mean that you are going to be covered. Oh, another thing about drinking, let's say that you have liver disease. Okay, I don't think that would be covered if it was caused by your drinking. Just want to, that's Mr. Grant, in case you heard that. <laughs> that's my bird right now. He's on my lap because he was making a lot of noise right before this the show started. Is he covered? <laughs> are you covered? No, he's not covered. He, he's wearing a poncho, though. Do you see that poncho? Yeah, very nice. So let's summarize. What do you see as the pros of health shares? Cost. What do you see as the uh, con? You're restricted in your lifestyle. And, and as far as I know, you have to sign off that you're a Christian. Let's say you're Jewish, but you go to synagogue. I don't know that that counts. Wow. Some other things that um, are sort of cons is you can't use a health spending account. I didn't realize that. Because it's not insurance. There oh, are lifetime right. limits. Like uh, the Liberty Health Share family plan costs 449 a month. But there's a $1 million limit for incident or illness. Interesting. Well, I have to tell you that the MediShare does not have lifetime limits. It sounds like the old insurance plans. Years ago, um, I had RK surgery on my eyes because I was mm -hmm. nearsighted and I didn't want glasses anymore. And when I had insurance, after I retired and stuff, they said, well, we won't cover your eyes. And I said, well, why do I have insurance then? Interesting. If you're young, you are one of these folks that want to retire early and you want to pay the higher Obamacare premiums, this may be worth looking into. But I think if you've been in the workplace for a while, you're used to good insurance, this may be a little dicey for you, and you, you might be better served by paying the additional money for um, the Affordable Care Act insurance through the marketplace. Well, you know, since I don't have one of these plans. <laughs> You're allowed to drink. You're just not allowed to drink <laughs> yeah. to excess. But I think at this point, you've probably exceeded your biblical requirements when it comes to alcohol <laughs> consumption. So at this point, I, I would just say. I guess he's not perfect anymore. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> Are we going to be moving to the next phase of the show? Kathy, our guests always get to choose the beer. Am, am I correct in assuming that you are maybe new to the world of craft beer? Well, the funny thing is I live in San Diego. Oh. Isn't that like the capital of craft beer? 
that's one thing to be positively associated with, with San Diego. But for you yourself, you know, where, where are you when it comes to your craft beer cred? I would say I'm a, a newbie. Like on a scale of one to 100, I'm a one. <laughs> Not a 1.1? 1. 1. Probably a 0. 0.9. <laughs> Just a little backstory here. When I spoke with Kathy and we were talking about the beer segment, she had made a suggestion of a style of beer that we had already you know, addressed in previous episodes, you know, sort of those American lagers. Okay. So I thought, well, you know, maybe we could do something that's similar, you know, where it's it's a lower ABV, but it's a step up in terms of the flavor and aroma. So I said, why not try a session beer? So here's a little background of what one theory is about about where the Wait, term... it's not a beer that you drink in one session? No, it's, <laughs> you're on the right track, though. You are, you are on the white yeah, right track. part of it for the next day. Okay, hey. here you go. Listen, listen to this. Okay, the drinking session. A British expat once suggested session referred to one of the two allowable drinking periods in England that were imposed on shell production workers during World War One. Typically, the licensed sessions were 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. Workers would find a beer that they could adequately quaff within the restrictive four-hour sessions without getting legless or not get arrested for being drunk and disorderly. I don't know if I'd be able to do that. <laughs> if I want to have a beer, I'm going to have a beer. Okay, so, so what is a session beer? A beer that contains no higher than 5% ABV, featuring a balance between malt and hop characters, and typically a clean finish, a combination of which creates a beer with high drinkability. The purpose of a session beer is to allow a beer drinker to have multiple beers within a reasonable time period or a session Without, oh. without overwhelming the senses or reaching inappropriate levels of intoxication. What did they say? Leg, Leglessness. Legless. So I was right. Yeah. No, it's not just one session. beer. It's you can have more than one beer in a session. Yeah. Multiple <laughs> beers. Your six-pack. You can drink the whole thing. Yeah, well, that's what we're going to do. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I, I saw this picture once. The guy had a big belly. He said, do you think I'd look better with a six-pack? And the next picture, he was holding the six-pack of beer. <laughs> That's okay, funny. so Kathy, this is technically your choice because you live in San Diego, which where, where Stone is headquartered in Escondido, I believe. Which is not very far from me. So why don't you describe the can? It's a 16-ounce can. But it looks bigger than that. <laughs> it, it doesn't look like a <laughs> can to me. Thank God. <laughs> it's yellow, and it has the Stone logo, which looks like the devil. <laughs> that goes well with the first segment. <laughs> I know. I'm like, uh, maybe this wasn't. And then it says a vibrant, hot, bursted session IPA on it. Let's simultaneously open this. There we go. Sounds good. Is it going to be sacrilegious if I put it in a glass? It's my favorite beer. Does that tell you how much of a beer newbie I am? Gives us a clue. <laughs> Mr. Grant is calling for now, too. Mr. Grant, do you want some beer? So, Kathy, you poured, we poured. What do you think of the color? Uh, it looks like beer. <laughs> yeah, she's down to that one out of 100 so, beer news. <laughs> so I think this color... Point nine. I think oh. it's a pale gold, Roy. What do you think? Uh, yeah, pretty much, yeah. The, the head is a typical white, bubbly head, and you, you know, it's got a little bit of legs when you swirl it, you know. But it disappears it's, relatively quickly. Yeah, the, the bubbles went away. So the aroma? Oh, it actually smells good. This kind of tastes citrusy, too. Do you think they put citrus in all their beer? Hoppy beers tend to have a citrus. Citrusy. I'll write it down. Citrusy. Yeah. Taste a lot of times. 
It's uh, 4.8% ABV. The IBUs are 65. What does that mean, IBUs? International Bitterness Unit. What's the maximum? 100? Roughly 100. So it's fairly bitter? So this beer is an example of a beer that's very aromatic. It has great flavor, but it's not overly bitter. So here's what Stone says about their, their session IPA. We'll be the first to admit that a night of subsisting solely on big IPAs can be a short one. <laughs> Enter Stone Go-To IPA, our session IPA, boasting all the gloriously bitter, citrusy, pine flavor of our bigger industrial strength IPAs, but with a significantly lower ABV, allowing IPA fans to enjoy more of this amazingly hoppy beer over a longer session without giving up any of that gloriously craveable, botanically driven darkness. Do you want to hear what the most important thing is to me hmm? about this beer? Yes. How many carbs do you think is in this oh, beer? It's a positive number. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I'm looking at it right now, so I'm cheating. 12 ounces have 12 grams of carbs in it. So one ounce has one gram. Okay. Okay. And 12 ounces has 150 calories. So you've been drinking more light lager, so what do you think of this? I can taste the bitterness, but it's not too bitter. In other words, I would totally, I would order this beer. What do you think of the aftertaste? I definitely can taste the aftertaste. Like if it's between this or I'm going to drink because okay. to me is a light, like I can drink at any time. I don't have to. It's not just for breakfast anymore. Yeah. I don't just drink it for breakfast. <laughs> when we started out our podcast, we were inspired by people such as yourself who are maybe new to craft beer. And we wanted to sort of take them through the evolution of tastes and styles of beers. You know, if you try different beers along the way, do you change your opinion about what's a drinkable beer? So it doesn't sound like the Session IPA has changed your preference for a lighter lager beer. Not necessarily. So I was going to say that's a long worded question. So, it is. It's so a, I, I too was. Much. My brother lives in Germany, and I was in Germany for his wedding, and I liked the dark beers there, you know, the ones that are black or really dark brown. Used motor oil. Yeah, I liked those used motor oil beers in, in <laughs> Germany. They were good. Where do you think this beer would lead to, other than going back to or was it just sort of like, nah, I don't think IPAs are my style of beer? I don't really understand the difference between IPAs and I mean, I know they taste different, but I don't understand it from a craft beer. One's good, one's person. not. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you like better? Do you like the IPA or the Yeah, I like IPAs. Yeah. Basically, you're saying that I'm drinking with the equivalent of Absolutely. and Absolutely. The typical term for a lager here in the United States is American Mega Swill. Mega Swill. Okay. Well, I would say that if I'm going to drink... A beer that's yellow, like this beer, um, my preference would be but I do like the dark beers occasionally. Okay. So I think maybe, you know, for you, Kathy, uh, if Roy and I were to play craft brew educators, <laughs> you express an interest in dark beers, you know, go out and try some stouts and some porters. So I think this is a great point to wrap up. In. And Kathy, you've been a great sport in joining us for the beer segment. Being a newbie of point nine. In beer. 0.9 out of 100. <laughs> you are the kind of... Uh, Is that your blood alcohol level right now? <laughs> don't test mine. 
I well, I want to thank you for coming on to the Retire Hobby Podcast. We had a real blast talking with you. You've been a great guest, and uh, we hope you enjoy more great beer in your future. It's good to meet you. It was my pleasure. Thank you for having me. I'm sure you'll agree with me and Roy that Kathy is not only a great guest, but also a good sport. Thanks again, Kathy, for coming on to the show. You can help others find our show by sharing episodes on social media and by reviewing us on iTunes. We are on Twitter at RetireHoppy, and we have a RetireHoppy Facebook group, which is located under Facebook.com slash Retirement Journeys. Now, it's time to enjoy great beer.